Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. In this game of life, you walk hard. That's a low C, I think. Welcome back, listeners, to Yeah, Real Good. Yeah, real good. Oh, yeah, real good now. My name is John. I'm Alan. I'm Chris. This is our Tuesday edition. You uh, you just heard of, like, if you're lucky, you listened on Friday to our review of our bonus episode of Everly. Mm-hmm. Bonus um, Ebby. That had nothing to do with the movie we reviewed last week, which was Uncle Frank, which was Alan's pick. Correct. From Uncle Frank... Chris, you took character actress Margot Martindale, correct? I did. Okay. Because I remembered her from Walk Hard, the Walk. Dewey Cox story. The Dewey Cox story from what, 2014? Uh, yes. Sounds about right. Sure. 20, yes. Maybe 2012. Uh, 20, 2007. Oh, 2007. Oh, I'm, 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 you were, you were off, off by a bit, base. but. Wow. Well, the last movie we watched was 2014, so oh, that's, that's probably where we're that's going. That's where my head was. Yep. Mm-hmm. 2007. Yeah. What a year. What a year for movies. So this movie came off of obviously parodying other biopics. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was five years from Ray and it was six years from Walk the Line or vice versa. I don't remember which one it was. Right. But those are the, those are the big ones from the time. It mainly followed the Walk the Line. Well, every music biopic. But right, mainly uh, the walk the line. And it was, it was, they followed walk the line. They threw in some Ray in there, and then they just basically either parodied or threw into all of the other famous musicians from the last those three decades. Those three decades, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say last three decades because that's definitely not right. So what do you uh, got for us? All right, so I'm gonna do a rundown of the movie. Well, here let's do let's do background first. Yeah, background. Then, then I'll do then I'll do a rundown. So. So it was written uh, by Judd Apatow and Jake Kasdan. Um, they were both uh, writers and directors of Freaks and Geeks. Uh, it was directed by Kasdan. Uh, the film was released in North America on December 21st, 2007. It received positive reviews from critics, uh, but it was a box office bomb. It grossed only $20 million on a $35 million budget. Uh, since then, it's become a cult classic. Uh, in addition to Ray Charles and Johnny Cash, hence you know, the things yeah. we just talked about, uh, they also include elements of the lives and careers of other notable musicians like Roy Orbison, Glenn Campbell, Bob Dylan, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Donovan, John Lennon, James Brown, Jim Morrison, Conway Twitty, Buddy Holly, The Big Bopper, Elvis Presley, and The Beatles. Hmm. And some of the artists actually appear in the films themselves, including Eddie Vedder, Jewel, Ghostface Killer. Uh, it also parodies or pays tribute to the musical styles of David Bowie, Billy Joel, Van Dyke 
Parks and the Gun Club. Lyle Lovett was in there too. Lyle Lovett was in there. He was one of those singers with Jewel, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, also makes fun, kind of makes fun of, or talks about the '70s punk rock. Because what are you, some kind of <laughs> punk? All right, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a rundown of the movie. Uh, so the movie opens on an aged Dewey Cox, who's played by John C. Riley. He's a famous musician preparing to play for the first time in 25 years for his Lifetime Achievement Award. A uh, stagehand, who's played by Nat Fagson, Fagson, the guy from the Broken Lizard movies. From Club Dread. Is Club Dread and, and Hamlet too. pretty much every other Broken Lizard movie. Uh, tries to get him on stage and a former bandmate of Dewey's, who is... Um, play the name here, I'll mention him later. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, thank you. You're um, uh, he quotes, uh, Dewey Cox has to think about his whole life before he plays. Uh, and then it cuts to a flashback of 1946 Alabama, and we see Dewey's entire life story leading up to this moment, which is what the movie is. Mm-hmm. So it starts with him and his uber-talented brother, Nate, whom his father loves a lot more than him, and it shows. Uh, they're playing together doing all the things that brothers did in 1946 Alabama, like playing catch with rattlesnakes and playing chicken with tractors and having machete fights. Kid uh, stuff. <laughs> the huge, the huge. You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, Dewey accidentally cuts his brother in half during a machete fight, as you do. <laughs> you halved me. <laughs> this, I'm halved pretty bad. It's a real bad case of cutting half. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm laughing at that. I fucking hate. Anyway, go on. <laughs> the the trauma of killing his brother makes Dewey lose his sense of smell. Okay. Horrifying. That's where the rake tie-in uh, comes. It, it does and it doesn't. Uh, it, not only is it Ray for the blindness, but it actually happened to uh, Stevie Wonder lost his sense of smell in a car accident. Holy shit. So that was uh, <laughs> that was one of the other titties from this movie. What a so titty. That was, that was Stevie Wonder. He yeah. lost his sense of smell in a car accident. Huh. So that can happen, apparently. Well, poor no, guy. Hang on. Because <laughs> Stevie Wonder is blind. Yep. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Allegedly. Right. Yeah, there's a whole there's a conspiracy whole theory that. that he's not actually blind. <laughs> okay. So then he was blind and he and can't smell? smell. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, three of the five senses. Have you ever seen pictures of his house? No. Neither is he. Go on, please continue, Chris. <laughs> uh losses at the smell. Uh luckily enough, though, as a child, he runs into an old blues man who teaches him to play the guitar, teaches him, and he catches on quickly, and because of his trauma, he can play the blues really, really well. Mm-hmm. You cut to high school, where Dewey's band plays a song in the talent show called Take My Hand. It causes a riot. Everyone thinks the rock and roll is the devil's music, because uh, the devil also has hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, D- Dewey sees a girl in the crowd and points to her. She is now his girlfriend. Her name is Edith, and she's played by Kristen Wiig, and she is 12 years old. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Dewey gets kicked out of his house, so Edith and him start their lives together. Uh, they soon marry and have kids Multiple. because they're twelve many, and fourteen. Many children. <laughs> so many kids. Uh, Dewey starts working at an all-black nightclub uh, where a fateful night, and he's take over for the current house frontman Bobby Shad, who's played by Craig Robinson. Uh, he does it so well that it earns him the record deal with a Hasidic Jew named Lahayim in the audience, <laughs> who's played by Harold Ramis. Who R. else? R. Yeah. Uh, during the record, during the recording session, Dewey's berated by the executive to the song he chose to sing. So instead, he sings a song that he wrote after an argument with Edith, called "Walk Hard." Uh, it's an immediate hit, and he rises to the number one spot. Dewey starts in the rock and roll lifestyle, first dabbling with marijuana. Uh, thereafter, finding out about the death of his mother, who his dad also blames on him, he moves on to cocaine. 
While he's doing cocaine and a bunch of cocaine-fueled songs, he meets Darlene, who wants to be a backup singer for him. Uh, they make some sexually suggestive songs together, and Dewey ends up marrying her without divorcing Edith. They both find out about it, end up leaving him, uh, and after that, he dabbles into pills, uppers and downers. It's the next logical step for him. Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want none of this. <laughs> it's the next logical step for you. Uh, he gets busted by the cops for drugs, ends up going to rehab. Um, after he's done with rehab, Darlene comes back into his life. He's clean, and they start making music again. Uh, it's not the 60s, so his music is very different from his old stuff, but very similar to Bob Dylan's. He tries to find himself, so he takes a trip to India, hangs with the Beatles, and then goes on a different kind of trip with the Beatles, doing LSD. From the lsd field trip, Dewey becomes obsessed with making his masterpiece with gospel singers and didgeridoos and goats. <laughs> uh, eight months later, still hasn't done it. Uh, there's abusive treatment of his bandmates uh, and his wife. There's a lot of heated words exchanged. The band breaks up. Can't stop doing drugs, so Darlene leaves him too. Takes some PCP. Goes on a fueled rage. Cops are called again. Goes back to rehab. In rehab, this time, Dewey is visited by the spirit of his dead brother, who is now grown up, even though he died at a young age, and is played by Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Tells him to stop feeling sorry for himself and make music again. It's the 1970s now. Um, instead of making music, he is doing a variety hour special on CBS. His brother comes to him again and says, this is stupid. You need to make music again. Go uh, reconcile with our father. His fa- He meets with his father and he makes him have a machete fight with him that ends in, you guessed it, his father getting cut in half. I've been halved. <laughs> but he did it to himself this time, realizes just how easy it is to accidentally cut somebody in half with a machete. He forgives Dewey and tells him to, he's to be a better father than he was, which is not a uh, huge hard goal. Hard thing to do. Not yeah. a hard thing to do. Dewey's approached by one of his illegitimate children and decides to reconnect with his many, many, many offspring. Uh, it's now 1992, and a divorced Darlene returns to him. Finally realizing what is most important, Dewey regains his sense of smell and remarries her. In 2007, Lahayam's son, Dreidel, because of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> informs Dewey of his popularity with young listeners through rap rapper's Little Nutsacks sampling of <laughs> Walk Hard. <laughs> Dewey learns he's received a Lifetime Achievement Award. They want him to sing a song at the ceremony, but Dewey's reluctant uh, with the old temptations of rock and roll. Uh, with the support of his family, he reunites with his band and finally able to create one great masterpiece, summing up his entire life with his final song, Beautiful Ride, which is what he performs when he goes on stage at the beginning of the movie. So, And then he dies three minutes three after. Minutes later, three, three minutes later. Three minutes later. That was that movie. So that was Walk Hard. I've been halved. <laughs> God, I fucking hated this movie so much. It's a real bad case of being cut in half. <laughs> We're not scientists. Speak English. That's the first thing I wrote. Under walk hard with a colon after it. This is a particular bad case of someone being (laughs) cut in half. (laughs) This movie, as we're talking about it, like in theory, is so funny. It's so funny, funny, but it fucking sucks balls so hard. I, yes. Chris likes this movie. Uh, I, I like it. It's one of those ones you watch every let's say five to ten years or so, it is endlessly quotable for like a day. Yeah. And then you kind of forget about all the actual funny things they said, which is a lot about Judd Apatow's movies where he's so witty and clever and funny in the moment and then kind of instantly forgettable. Because I knew, like, the and it honestly has been since 2007 when I watched it because the first time I watched it, I was just like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I did actually really like walk the line, and it's not. And don't get me wrong; like, I will fucking make fun of anybody for anything as long as it's something that they like. If they can't 
control or if they can control it, I'll make fun of them for it. So yeah. I can't control it. It's you different. Know, it's different. Yeah. Uh, but I liked the movie Walk the Line. I mm-hmm. guess I'm a I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, not that I think like oh you, you parodied Walk. I mean, of course you did. Yeah. The fact that they parody every musical biopic mm-hmm. that uses the exact same formula mm-hmm. for every single movie, where it's I wrote a song, it's met with instant success, and now I'm a celebrity. So, I actually found an article uh, while I was perusing Reddit before we even watched this movie, before we picked it. Because after I picked the movie, before we like, watched into this episode, and it was the, like, the, the title for it, or the, the heading for the, it was How <laughs> Walk Hard and Dewey Cox Story Ruined Music Biopics for like yeah. a decade. Because they did. Well, it so did, after, yeah. the, after those movies came out, and then Dewey Cox came out after that, they didn't make the same kind of biopics for a decade. They didn't. And even then, they changed up the formula a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Bohemian Rhapsody is the exact like exact same formula. Follows which, it to a T. Which they which they call out too. It's like, so they actually gave like references of like two ridiculous sentences, one in Bohemian Rhapsody and one in Dewey Cox. It's like pick the parody. Yeah. Like figure it out. Like guess what? It's B. Like they both sound <laughs> worse. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are there are there's a lot of funny parts, but um, and I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes. I fucking hate John C. Riley. He's not my favorite. I cannot <laughs> handle him. He's like he's a great dramatic actor, but in comedic roles, I just I get tired with him. And I he's just, he's so only good as a supporting. He's supporting. not good as the yeah. lead yeah, comedy guy. That. He's not. He's no. not a lead. He's not. He's just not funny. No. You know no. what I mean? Like, I feel like a different actor could have maybe done this movie to where I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah. Because they would have had been funny themselves. But right. I feel like his, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's timing or if it's stupid face or it's, uh, something. It's, it's his, not. stupid face it's and his delivery. face and his delivery. Yeah. And the fact that they let his shit draw out for too long. Yeah. yeah. Which they do do that in a lot of comedies, no matter who it is, where they Him in particular. Like, him and Will Ferrell yeah, are given say, way Ferrell. too long of a yeah. leash. Um, and then combine them together, and it's just yeah. like the like the leash is so far. Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. he's working in his nightclub. All right, the owner of the nightclub, and I was like, oh, wait, that is the right hand man of the King of Zamunda from Coming to America, starring Eddie Murphy. Oh. It very much is. Yes, <laughs> she's your queen. So there, there's, there's <laughs> free of. Disease and infection. <laughs> that's that's an amazing movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do a r- quick-ish rundown of the. It's it's my oh wait. Okay. It's also just basically oh, most of the cameos, and it's a lot to do with the directing and writer, whatever else. So uh, most of them are not even credited in the movie, including Correct. every one of the Beatles. Yep, all of the Beatles. I was gonna ask are not credited who, at all. Yeah, who did Jack Black? Jack Jack Black, Black play? was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. Paul, I could, Paul Rudd was John Lennon. Yeah, yep. I got that. I got all the rest of them, but for some reason I couldn't place the name of one of the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the leader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. The leader of the Beatles. Yep. I'm the leader of the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, the, the fact that they call everything out in, in oh. so many times, I, I loved that fact, and also because it's so fucking stupid. The Buddy Holly one's like, hey, I wonder if that guy's name is Buddy Holly. Well, <laughs> fucking and that, so that part too, yeah, where they're like, every time he's talking to somebody where he calls them by their full name, just yeah. so you know, like, 
and it's fucking Frankie Muniz is Frankie playing Muniz. Buddy, mm-hmm. Buddy yep. Holly. He's like, thanks, Buddy Holly. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, so just quick, quick kind of rundown. The other uh, uncredited person that I thought was amazing in this and most everything else he's in because he does the deep hard cuts, just laying into people, is John Michael Higgins. He is the uh, executive for the uh, record production. Oh, yeah. So when he when he sings the song and he just lays it like this, you're you're ruining this. You ruin it. You're terrible. How can you even do that? Absolutely. Get the fuck out of my record. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Nothing you do will make me change my mind about you. Yeah. John Michael Higgins <laughs> is a fucking gem, and I love him and everything he's in. Yeah, he's great uh, in all the Christopher Guest movies. Yep. Uh, so I already mentioned uh, Lahayam as Harold Ramis. The rest of them are so because of freaks and geeks and snl in the office so jenna fisher's in this movie craig robinson's in this movie ed helms is in this movie they're all from the office and matt price and tim meadows also in this movie guest starred on the office and then you also have uh david krumholtz martin Starr, jason schwartzman and steve manos all were in freaks and geeks which is also Jared apatow and right. jay krasin so just huge fucking names huge comedy and they're just throwing all these people randomly in this movie and some of them at helms is just the stage guy yeah he's yeah he's the stage guy trying to get him to go on stage you got kenneth kenneth from 30 rock is the dj who was in it for like four seconds yeah like no yeah there were i mean there was a ton of people in this movie the mm -hmm. fact that it only cost 35 mil to make is surprising uh matt besser uh upper assistance brigade and chris parnell from snl um I think that was all Jonah Hill. We already kind of yeah. mentioned so that, that was that, a young were, Jonah Hill. Was young mm-hmm. Jonah yeah. Hill. They got him cheap because that, yeah. that was that was twenty two thousand seven Jonah Hill. I mean, was that when Superbad came? Was that the year Superbad that was, came out? That I think that was before Superbad. I think it was the year Superbad they came out. Probably year the year, same year maybe. So yeah, just massive names, and they got them, and they, that's why I same think year. it all works really well. Same so. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Like because I was like. I forgot. Like, I mean, again, I only watched it once because not a huge fan of the movie. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. enough parts that make me laugh. Where, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it. She blew me kisses. Love that the song. entire duet. Yeah, <laughs> the, let's, let, let's, let's duet. duet. Yeah, yeah, that song is amazing. And it, it, I was a wedding DJ for four years, and I wish I would have played that. I can't believe nobody ever played that. Nobody no. requested it. Around ever. that time, you know, it seems like it would have been. Well, well I mean, I was, I'm not that old. This is true. He wasn't a DJ when I wasn't a came DJ out. in 2007. How long ago was 2007? What year is it? That's like. <laughs> bitch, that's like 16 years ago. <laughs> oh, shit, really? At, at yeah. least 16. Oh, yeah. no. It seems like not that long ago. No, this movie's old enough to drive. Long How long were you 16 years ago? Oh, 25. I don't know. That seems like D- DJ age. Yeah, I know. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know I, what how old you were when you were a DJ. No, I st- actually, I stand was, by my original statement. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I was a. I started. Uh, I started DJing weddings. Uh, let's see, about 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I yeah early 2019 once every kid started flossing to every fucking song i had to oh. get out of there i was like please stop booking me gigs i'm done like, i will i will finish out all of my contracts mm-hmm. but the next kid i see floss to garth brooks i'm going to strangle oh no yeah <laughs> we have different opinions on flossing are you a fan of flossing no, i'm not a fan i guess i just flossing to garth brooks here's the thing i feel like if i see a little kid dancing and doing the floss thing or whatever I don't know. They seem like they're having fun. It's not the worst dance I've ever seen. It's it's one of those things though where you see it at every wedding to every mm-hmm. song, and then like I remember like I remember the like the exact moment where I was like I need to stop doing this, 
I made it an entire four-hour wedding reception without seeing a single fucking kid dance. And then, you know, this was in Iowa, so kind of like, you know, was, I did a lot of barn weddings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my closing songs were Friends in Low Places, Garth Brooks. Sure. Yep. And I was like, God damn, I made it the entire wedding reception without watching one of these little shithead kids floss. And then friends in low places and three kids start flossing. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back into the working world. I'm going to start claiming my income. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, oh, oh, I, uh, I, every, yeah. No, yeah. I was paying taxes on Obviously. Of course you were. Of you course, would never not pay taxes. I'm citizen. God. Of course I claimed every tip I made in my life. Everybody yes. does. Yeah. Yes. We all do. Uh-huh. Hey, Chris, how's the new job job going? Uh, really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's it's weird to say, and I I always say this every time I say it, but it feels easy. Like, not that they're, it's still a job. Yeah, but comparatively, holy fuck, is it easy? Like, is this is this what people like go through like on, on a normal day of your job? You just get home and then you're kind of done. You're like, yeah, oh, that was that was that was work. Yeah. Yes, that was certainly a job. Yeah, yes. I, I've yeah. never felt that way before ever at any job, probably ever. So yeah, that's fun. You're well. I don't know yeah. why, but you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. No, it, it, I feel yeah. like I had some minor part in this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, today I could have left work at ten twenty-three a.m. I start work at ten a.m. By the way, <laughs> I could have left at ten twenty-three, and the world would not have changed. Yeah, I that's a, how I felt yeah. all day Sunday. <laughs> I made a big sale right away, mm-hmm. and then that was it. And I, I don't know if we had anybody come in. I didn't sell anything at all on Sunday. No, we'll add it. We can we can edit all of this up. (laughs) This on Sunday, Chris, the store sold seventy three hundred dollars. Oh no, I was seventy two hundred dollars of that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bad day. (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not even trying to brag. No, but Sunday was like, I mean, it was Father's Day, so maybe they felt guilty for me because I was like, you know. Here's a picture of my daughter. Yep, I'm not with her today because here I am at work. <laughs> anyway, what were you talking about? Did Obviously you want to buy something? Card, yeah. yeah. Back to Dewey Cox. Dewey and Cox. Movie. Oh, card. Again. What did I, I write down? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down that I realized um, that I deeply hate parody movies. Every really? parody movie I've ever seen, I've hated. And it took me till this movie to be like, ding, ding, ding. That's it's what you hate about it. finally registered. Because like, this movie wasn't terrible for what it was okay for a comedy parody movie from 2007 that has all these snl people and you know all this stuff it made sense it fit it did what it intended to do yeah and it wasn't terrible but i hate it i i I hated it so much and like club dread i mean club dread is a terrible movie but like just any parody movie i hate okay which is insane to me because mel brooks is the the king of parodies and also just the, the timing whatever else but like so mel brooks movies are some of my favorite movies of all time Same. example i need an example of a mel brooks movie uh robin hood men in tights hate it young yeah. frankenstein mm, mostly hate it the producers yeah. never seen it you would like it only because yeah of... but it has matthew broderick no 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 but the other one no no the original like yeah okay. the, yeah the new producers fuck that the a with a stolen d okay yes. no i'm talking about the original oh, okay producers. okay either that way never... anything with gene wilder is gonna be great yeah mm, i don't like gene wilder <laughs> okay. i love gene um, wilder no but yeah mel brooks space balls hate nope. it yeah, she, yeah. 
Okay. Right. So, so yeah, I think it's... Blaz- just, Blazing Saddles, which... Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yep. it's just... It's Listeners parody movies. Yeah. It, I, I mean, just, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's I, a it genre. It took me this long to realize it. It's so. a genre you don't like. Yeah. I okay. guess good thing we watched this movie finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this wrote. is the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, also, you also dislike biopics yeah so yeah I, i'm not a fan of biopic movies yeah. either like not like i've seen walk the line not a fan right mm. i i enjoyed it but it's one of those ones where i will only watch it every so often yeah and i would i will watch this movie before i'll watch walk the line i would probably. rather watch it like it for a biopic i would rather watch like a documentary about that person than a movie about it because it's yeah. like they change so many things and not everything's true and all this like they you know they they, 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 they Hollywood the they right. take artistic Hollywood, liberties yeah. right which it's a movie fine go for it yeah. but like if I'm gonna watch something about that person I'd rather watch a documentary that gives me actual facts yeah than like some Hollywood bullshit about it yeah like I felt Fair. that way with but with Bohemian Rhapsody too yeah. because it's like I like when Wayne's World came out mm-hmm. and Bohemian Rhapsody was like. All that of a sudden, put Queen on the map mm-hmm. because I was too young to like really be into Queen. Yeah, but I was like, I fucking love this song. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything about this band. So mm-hmm. I knew a lot about Queen. Mm-hmm. So like when like they're like, he's like introduces himself after like the lead singer quits, and he's like, I know how to sing. And it's just like, uh, you guys were roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, guy in the back here. You yeah. know, like I, I just like read uh article about you guys you know probably like 25 years ago but you guys all lived together when that happened so i'm guessing yeah. like this conversation never happened right. a, a lot of um actually uh, yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah, yeah a, lo- don't a lot that. of that yeah but, yeah but also when you're watching when about, you're watching it yeah but it's something that you're a fan of which hollywood needs to understand too if you're a fan of the band you're gonna see the you're, movie you're going to know this is but bullshit. you're also going to know it's bullshit yeah yeah so yeah, figure uh. it out. Be a fan first, and then make the movie. Don't don't just be like, "Hey, we can make some money off of Queen, right?" Yeah, yeah. it's like watching a biopic on Eminem where he's happily married the entire. Well, <laughs> 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 like, uh, I don't know, but I think relationship with his mother. I think half of his catalog Please. was about wanting to kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So yeah, that's what I realized with this movie. Uh, so, <laughs> the king's right hand man who owns the nightclub. I mm-hmm. just like how he kept doubling down on people come here to dance erotically. Erotically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also thought that was funny. That's In my head, that's why Dewey had the mop. Because he had to mop up all the stuff all, all the sweating erotically yeah and other things erotically all the, yeah, yeah all, all the all, erotic juices all erotic the, juices <laughs> yes all the make oh that's so much worse than erotic juices <laughs> yeah. i don't know why it's Just a lot worse covered in make mm. oh. uh, and then I wrote this is why i'm not telling my mother about this podcast the machete battle between him and his dad yeah, uh, again, the fa- uh, like just the, the fact uh, that he was training himself for that many years and still couldn't do anything with a machete, and the, and the, the just saying I've been halved <laughs> again in speaking yeah, back and forth. About it. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. In yeah. the movie, I was just like, I literally, I think when the brother got cut in half the, in the beginning of the movie, I went. <sighs> yeah, she audibly <laughs> and ang- not on purpose angrily sighed. Like it just came out as soon as it happened. She's like. <laughs> well, I was like, "Fuck, that's what this movie is." So, in this movie, just came out, you know, a couple, couple years after Walk the Line. So, everybody knows Johnny Cash's brother died in the fucking bandsaw accident, mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. 
So when, when they're walking <laughs> and they're playing catch with rattlesnakes and they're doing all this shit, like you know the kid's about to die. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be an astronaut and president of the United States and isn't I'm just going to live for so long. Isn't, isn't it great being young because you have your whole <laughs> life ahead of you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen Nothing today. Nothing bad's ever going to happen. Well. And then like those scenes and then anytime he walked in on Tim Meadows doing drugs. Yeah. yeah. Those scenes were great. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, Dewey. This isn't for you. It's marijuana. What's that do? Yeah. It makes you feel good. Well, well I, I, I don't want to have a hangover. It doesn't give it you doesn't a hangover. Give you hangovers, but I don't I want I, I, I want to be able addicted. to have it. It's, it's not habit forming. <laughs> but I don't want to like I don't want it to affect my erections. It makes sex, sex even, even better. better. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest <laughs> drug you can buy. <laughs> you don't want those. I don't know. It sounds kind of like I it, want it. It sounds yeah. kind of like I want it. We we actually talking was, about it. It's funny. Yeah, that yeah, was our 100%. number one. Watching it with John C. Riley in it. Fuck off. Yeah, that was our number one probably quoted line in the kitchen. Was just you don't want none of this, and <laughs> then we just it. go back and forth on why. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that we it's just, the cheapest drug you can buy. <laughs> Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want none of this. And then the fe- when the band's breaking up too, and he keeps you saying didn't pay you for didn't drugs. pay for drugs, not, not once, not once. It's the only thing he says the entire time. Yep. Everybody's bra- like, "You had sex with my wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had sex with me. Really conflicted <laughs> feelings for ten years. You never paid for <laughs> drugs, <laughs> not, not once." once. <laughs> uh, the other one that I liked was this is kind of from the article too. It was how poorly researched a lot of things are so when he's in rehab he goes i'm hot i'm hot less blankets less blankets oh i'm freezing more blankets we need less and more blankets at the same time (laughs) because nobody does research on what the actual effects are it's just oh they get the cold yeah they get get the the chills chills, we need less blankets fucking hate this movie so no so did i but it's still fun like, it is no i know like, I, it, 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 I, like I think i would have liked it more had i if i didn't hate john c Riley so much yeah he not him would have made this movie better yeah any of our reboot i don't know what you two picked but it's a hundred times better than john c Riley. Oh, yeah yeah I, guarantee. Say, uh, I, I know mine is yeah um, i know for a fact mine is so again for for liking this movie i i enjoyed it i liked it I forgot about when he was trying to do like you know the people that are that are that they're let down. I, oh, I want to make an uplifting the song. Little I, people? I, I, yeah, I want to get the little people. They just actual little people, so he does yeah, the midget song. The I completely people. forgot about that. I forgot about that entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the short panther party. Yes, and then he does the song. <laughs> he goes, "Your big day will come when they remake the Wizard of Oz." Yeah, I I lost my shit. I forgot about that entire part I of the movie. It, yeah, and that ha- that part of the movie happened, and Chris laughed out loud. <laughs> and then when the part was over, he looked over at me and he said, "No, <laughs> no, I was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing, not yet, no, not even close." <laughs> no. No. The thing is, you laughed like once or twice, but like yeah. it was like chuckle or a titter here. That it was yeah. that was it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so. Not a lost cause, but overall, absolute terrible. The, here's the thing. I'm glad I watched this movie so that I finally had the light bulb that I hate parody movies yeah, and biopics. Good. Like that, I don't know why it took me this long to figure that out, but I literally, I don't think there is a single parody movie I've ever seen that I've enjoyed. If if it wasn't any of the ones we mentioned right now, then no, you yeah. wouldn't And I them. have sworn off spite. <laughs> thank, so Thank God. God. I'm glad that I know that about you now. <laughs> so now I can go out of my way to not pick, pick parody movies. Yeah, so yeah. we can actually enjoy them. 
Yeah, I've sworn <laughs> off spite. <laughs> for now. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Well, for having picked at least one of the parody movies, um, I'll probably stop doing that, but... No, I mean, here's the thing. Pick whatever movie you want. Right. Because I'm going to pick whatever movie I want. Right. Like, I I'm not going to, like, you know, whatever. I also did pick this movie, one, because I thought of it when I saw Margot Martindale. Yep. That was the only thing I like, could picture in my head when I saw her. So that's what first came to mind. So I'm like, sure. all right, that's the movie I'm going to do. Yeah. I didn't give a lot of deep thought to it. Yeah. Which is why this movie isn't a very deeply thought of movie. No. no. So, again, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I had never I think seen it. I, I think, I literally think I had put this movie on, you know, after it come out a little while or whatever. And I think I shut it off when the little brother got cut in half. I think I was like, no. Because <laughs> I don't remember anything else. But I did remember the very beginning. Yeah. I, I remember not. I remember being very upset after watching it the first time. And like... <laughs> And then, because, because you loved the one of the original parodies of well, it so much, because you love Walk the, the Line, I mean, and like, Johnny I, I Cash. Like and it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me that they're making fun of Walk the Line because, right. like, I fucking p- picked UHF because I love Weird Al and he's the king of parody. Right. Yeah. I I didn't like it. Why didn't I like this movie? Because it's you hate I, John C. Riley's face. I, I hate John C. Riley, mm-hmm. and he's given too much freedom. <laughs> and just anger, just and, well, freedom. But now, no. But now it's it's fucking multiplied ever mm-hmm. since Holmes and Watson came out. I never saw it. I literally that was one of the movies I've shut off. Ellen it, knows I don't shut movies off. Ever. I don't. It is. I shut that fucking movie off quite literally. Maybe, did maybe we start eight that? minutes in. No, not together. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I Five went. I told you this. <laughs> I went and saw that with my best friend Eric, who uh-huh. supplied us with all the titty twisters. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't leave the theater was mm-hmm. because he fell asleep during the opening credits. <laughs> And I have never been more jealous of somebody's sleep <laughs> in my fucking life than him snoozing away next to me while I was watching that steamy pile of shit. And now it's like now I go back and it's like I see like I like I and I like I I do like the movie Step Brothers. I okay. But I don't like I mean and John, that is probably John C. Riley's best comedic performance. Sure. Uh, other than that, like stick to drama, homeboy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what actor. to do because what am I? Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. but man, you're not funny. So yeah. I was on the Tiny's fence. Not quite there with mm-hmm. John C. Reilly and Will Ferrell. A lot of the movies I was on the fence for the longest time. I still don't think I've actually seen the entirety of Step Brothers. I've seen most of it. I Same. Think. Don't think I've seen. I've never sat down and watched it front to bend Same. ever. No, but I I have had a few Will Ferrell movies where I thought the same kind of thing. Um, where like I just didn't like it right away, whatever else. I gave a few of them a shot after the fact, and I liked them more, or I hated them more. So right. I'm like, okay, them two together again. I still am on the fence, but I liked some other ones after rewatch. So I'll try out Holmes and Watson. I'll just try it out. Oh, I, mean, I did I'm not tell you right now. Very yeah. far oh, at all. Holy God. Shit. Oh, you're not saying you're going to try it. Oh, absolutely out not. No, you, this is no. you were like, oh, I'll the try it. The first time I watched like, yeah, it yeah. was I because I I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Sure. I, I wasn't. I was going to avoid it because it's going to be terrible because those two together. Yep. Can be good, funny, but also funny at best, or also really really bad. And even yep. the good ones have to be you know evened out or second watch. The only other one that I loved more the second time than the first time was Blades of Glory. And I think I part love, of that was John Heater. I love Blades but of Glory. that movie, the first time I watched it, I didn't, I don't think I finished it or I fell asleep, whatever. I didn't like it. 
I watched it the second time. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, and I couldn't I, stop. Because you, when we met, you didn't like time. that movie, and I was like, "What do you mean?" Because me and my sister love that movie. I don't know. But here's what I was going to ask: While you were talking about John C. Reilly and Will Ferrell, what yeah. movie did they do together that made them a shit ton of money where they can keep making movies? Was it uh, Step Brothers? Talladega Nights was first. Talladega. Oh, Nights. was it? That no. was before Step Brothers. Step, before Step Brothers. Okay. Oh, and I hate the, that movie because I didn't like it the first time it came out, and then I rewatched it. So that was the one where I had to go back and rewatch it, and I liked it more the second time. So I kept watching that, and I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty funny. It's good." I don't know what to do with my head. I didn't. But have... then when Step Brothers came out, I was like, <laughs> "Eh," and yeah. then it was like. I and then it just got it. worse. The but supporting yeah. cast in Step Brothers made that movie more tolerable for me. Mm. Talladega Nights, I was down. like, God, I fucking like I, I know everybody's gonna love this movie because it's Will Ferrell. But when people are like, you know, oh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, anything with Will Ferrell, really? Mm. Even Bewitched, fuck off. Oh. Like, like Stranger Than Fiction is fucking amazing. That's though. a great so movie. That. It is. Yeah, yeah. great movie. Uh, but once I watched Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell and oh, Danny no. McBride. S- those two, their comedic, much better. Their comedic timing and their chemistry is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like if you put Danny McBride in every single one of the roles with that John C. John Riley C. is had. in, yeah. I will watch that movie at mm-hmm. least once a year for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I will say I don't think that movie was great when it came out, but it was. I guess a cult thing where you had to go back and watch it again. See, Land of the Lost. Me, yeah. Me? Oh god. Because when it first came out, I didn't like it. I loved See, it me, immediately. Me and Kelly saw that one in theaters. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it was like. Yeah. Well, see, you know, I also remember, yeah. I also remember watching the TV show growing up. See, I didn't. So, but I remember we saw it in theaters, and I remember we liked it. And then I tried watching it like some years later, and being like. Mm, but I <laughs> yeah. want to try it again because like it's been now it's, some yeah. years after that, so I want to give it a shot. Doesn't matter about Will Ferrell, but I was hooked as soon as she's but like. But we what liked you, it initially. What are you eating? It's a donut stuffed with M and M's. That way, you're when you're done with the donut, you don't have to eat any M and M's. But I, I liked his shoes. His floor shine shoes. Yeah, yeah. Running, running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. the chemistry, yeah, like yeah, John, fuck John C. Riley. Just do Danny Red instead. In yeah, comedy. And it's also all right. Yeah, in comedy. Thin, yeah, thin in red comedy. line. Was yeah. It? Thin Red Line? Yeah. Yeah, I hear he's good in Gangs of New York. I don't know. I hate that movie. Yeah. Well, I, I have confession again, to make. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, you hate it, and I get why you hate it. I think you should watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, and it is long. Yeah, that's why. That's what's keeping it's me from it. Quite long. <laughs> but what she said. Uh, I think it's very, very good. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. She <laughs> did not. <laughs> no, <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> she said that's adequate. Uh, that'll do. That'll do. Uh, what? <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, oh not even right. notes. Danny McBride, yeah. Will Ferrell. Yep. So I have the same feelings, and I know we're we're straying very far from Walk the Line. We are we're walk hard. Walk hard. We're, we're far from Walk the Line. Walk hard. Uh, I feel the same way about every time I see Kevin James in a movie, because I uh, feel I'm fueled with hatred that if he's if, a replacement for Chris, if Chris Farley. Farley, wouldn't yep. have died. Yeah, he would be in that role. Mm-hmm. Like Grown Ups. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that movie was written before Farley died because if because yeah, here's the thing. When Kevin James is in just regular comedies, you're like, fine, whatever. I get he's a comedian in his own right. Yep. King Queens, all that bullshit, whatever. When he was in Grown Ups, that made me mad because because yeah. that was a Farley loved, part. Well, and I love Tommy Boy growing up and all the yeah. you know and the you know older Adam Sandler movies. And then when that came, I was like, really, you're just gonna replace him? Why not just have him? Be, have passed away, right? And then yeah. you can talk about him, and then just like do that. What the, the fuck? Are you? You gotta throw and then Kevin you're replacing James him with Kevin James. Yeah, because a you know, not, not the same 
kind of comedy or even not the same, the same level, kind of not comedy, the same, not, yeah, not no. even funny, really. No. And you but, know, I, he would have been Paul Blart, and you know, like he yeah. would have he would have gotten yep. all those parts. And Kevin James maybe would have landed King of Queens. I see. Feel like he would have got King of Queens. He, yeah, that sure. Seems, I mean. That's he, more yeah. episode he wouldn't that be fits as of a more, household no. name as no. he is now if Chris Farley was still alive. I will Agreed. say one of the pinnacle comedy specials I saw as a kid, like my love of comedy, my love of all stand-ups, whatever, mm-hmm. was a Kevin James special. So again, stand-up comedy on his own right and King and Queens, stick to sitcom, stay in your lane, whatever. But sure. it was uh, Kevin James, Sweat the Small Stuff. Okay, That was one of Never his seen it. best stand-ups and I still to this day laugh. And that's more of the kind of comedy or person I am is him in that situation, I guess. It's so it's the small stuff because he gets angry and frustrated and like mildly irritated at the smallest fucking things. Sure. And I'm like, mm. hey, who does that sound like? Yeah. Damn, yeah. Weird. So yeah, him in a is a stand up comedian. Yep. Fine. But comedian, him is King of replacing sure. Chris Farley. Not no. even the same fucking yeah. arena. Yeah. No, no, not I'm even the not same even sport. Co- yeah. Nope. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying Kevin J like I don't hate Kevin James. No, he's no. fine. I, I hate the fact that Chris yes. Farley is dead. Yeah. Same. And, and going back and to the that his friends his friends yeah. replaced him yeah, in, in Grown Ups. Yeah. That is, was such a weird fucking thing. Just don't thing. even write that part in. Right. Just leave it out. Right. Because you know that was supposed to be his part. Right. Yeah. Like, like I watched that movie and I I know it made like a billion dollars and it was yeah. huge. It was a terrible fucking movie, but I hated it. I was angry the entire time yeah. just for that reason. I didn't watch it for kind of that reason. Actually. I yeah. cried. I love all those people, but I, I I didn't want to watch that movie. I cried when Chris Farley died. See, I wasn't. Old, I wasn't old I wasn't enough. You weren't old enough. No. But after the fact, so it it was when you mentioned John Belushi in the yeah. one before this. It was John Belushi, John Candy, Chris Farley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one too. Uh, blank Phil Hartman. Ones. Yes, Phil. So I actually. Oh, I cried when I heard about Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, too just young. Way too young. Just the the comedians, the the peak and the pinnacle. It was just horrifying. Like boom, one, boom, boom, boom. Like one yeah. after another. Yeah. And it was you know the way they went out too. Yeah. Whether it was you know their fault, not their fault. You know drugs, yeah. whatever else. John Candy's was an enlarged heart or something like that too. It like it wasn't yeah, just his, yeah. His, yeah. His, his wasn't drugs and yeah. I, uh, yeah. So three times yeah three times I think I've cried when a celebrity has died mm-hmm. and it was Chris Farley. John Candy, and I uh, just had the third one in my head. Uh, Norm Macdonald. Mm. Norm was a tough See, one because he's yeah. my favorite. He was my all-time favorite stand-up comedian, hmm. and I he was like the one of like all my favorite stand-ups mm-hmm. like I've seen live, mm. except for him. And I was like, one day I'll oh, see Norm Macdonald. That and sucks. Then, no, yeah, that uh, that seems like your type of comedy too. Not that he's a oh he's, he's a the great comedian's comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's the slow long story building which is the 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 weird either dad punchline at the end yeah. or the the unexpected punchline or just the thing that's it, it's so either ridiculous or dumb or simple that it's funny that way and his, he knows how to do it the correct way his storytelling jokes where he would break away and like we're doing now because this work we're, we're reviewing walk hard yeah because i got something to say he, w- he would break away mm-hmm. from a joke and like go into like more of like a three minute description of something that had absolutely nothing to do with the fucking <laughs> joke, and then yep. just like lead you back like his moth joke. You've told me his moth joke. I know before. his yeah. moth joke is amazing. Yeah, and everybody probably has heard it if you haven't. Just Google it because I don't want to take up any more of your time. Um. Yeah. See, I'm not a huge 
Norm Macdonald fan in terms of his stand-up. Yeah. That was never a thing for me. But him on uh, as uh, doing the weekend update oh, on SNL, like watching best. those back, was he was yeah, he's best was the weekend best update. weekend update host ever. Yep. Yeah. No his, doubt. His solo uh, stuff, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And his, like him, him as that was what I knew him as. Yep. Yeah. Even though I was too young, but I remember but, watching those back, and because growing up it was Tommy Boy and Adam Sandler movies, so it was yeah. that whole right ring of people. Right. Um, so that's what I knew, and then I never really listened to or watched his stand up, and then I've heard some things, and it's not quite my type of humor. I was actually right. just thinking but I about appreciate him. It, appreciate him as a comedian. I was just thinking about him the other day uh, while I was watching that Everly movie that we mm-hmm. were reviewed. Oh, a few days like, ago that came out. Like, yeah. oh, look at all these dead whores. <laughs> like, oh, I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life. <laughs> Lord knows I have. <laughs> But back to walk hard. Back walk hard. Yeah. Should we uh, uh, reboot? So, let's segment uh, this. So uh, okay, we got something. Like the alien from Total Recall. Yeah, this movie only has three titties. Three titties. <laughs> okay. You're welcome Sick. for that one. <laughs> the tight, tight segue. <laughs> tight segue into the titty seggies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so during Dewey Cox's audition, where he sings "That's Amore" horribly and then gets ripped apart. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a reference to Elvis Presley. Uh, he showed up to his audition for Sun Records wanting to sing like Dean Martin. Sun owner Sam Phillips refused to record him until he and three members of the Sunhouse band started jamming on Arthur Crudup's That's Alright Mama, which became Elvis's, Elvis's first record. Hmm. Great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top song singles chart that shows Dewey's fictional hit, Walk Hard, at number four. The three ahead of him are... UUU by the Ames Brothers, uh, No Other Love by Perry Como, and P.S. I Love You by the Hilltoppers. Those are all actual hits, and they were all actually on top of the charts. Right on. The photograph on the poster for this movie is based on the photo that Joel Brodsky took of Jim Morrison, which they used for the photo cover for the Best of the Doors album cover. Hmm. So they based the poster for this movie on the. Doors I do album appreciate cover. that though. With this movie, again, I hate this movie. Yeah. I think I can say that enough. But I do like how there's so many details about it. They about did. the the shots, you know, par- making fun of Walk the Line, but then also all the musicians and all the photos and all the like. They, they like went hard. Huh? They, they went but hard. A bunch. <laughs> 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 like the, the, they went the, hard into all the details the of this movie. The timeline was accurate. Which the, I the way was accurate. Yeah. The way they did it was accurate. Mm-hmm. The the Beatles LSD trip, yeah. all that stuff. The, the their fighting, whatever else. Yeah, that's why I would say this isn't a bad movie. Yeah, because it was done well for what it is. For a parody, it was I done just, well for a parody. You just hated it. I just hated it, and yeah. I just hated it because it's John C. Riley. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. I didn't care about either of those two things. I thought no, it was, yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I, again, I like the fact that. They they did so well in this movie. They parried it. They they made fun of everybody else so hard and Hollywood so hard. They stopped making those movies for like a decade. They're like, yeah. oh fuck, we just got roasted. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we, I, we, I, we can't make a movie like that again. Otherwise, we're gonna get fucked. Here's the thing: I've seen every episode of The Office. Mm-hmm. I did not have a crush on Pam Beasley until last night when I was watching Walker. <laughs> That's <laughs> most people too. It's yeah, they, they made her like super. Yeah, um, bosomy. Well, no, that didn't really they even did, though. They did, though. They that did. I was going to say they made her, like, very, like... Sexually charged? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know what the There's, word is, but yeah. 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 They, they Reese Witherspooned her. For, like, I mean, they... Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I was like, holy buckets. Yeah, I mean, she's very kind of homely Beasley. in the office. Yeah. Yeah. But, which was the point. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. They, God, they dolled her up nice. Yeah. So... 
Pam, I actually Pam, didn't even realize listening. that was Pam from The Office until you said The Office. So I was like, holy shit, that was Pam from yeah, The Office. Yeah, that was Pam from The Office. I knew I recognized her. I knew her name, but yep. I didn't click that that was The Office. Anyway, let's do some reboot. <laughs> let's do yeah, some let's reboot it. Let's reboot it. Let's, yeah. it. let's, fix, right. let's tr- picked, tr- try to fix this movie. I only picked two people to reboot. I did okay. three. I, I got more. Oh. Of course you do. Let's go, yeah. The last two, I, I, the last two ones we did i try to go minimal but also in this one because there's a million there's other people many. in there i'm like i'm like leave those in there actually keep yeah. the same fucking people i'm yeah. only gonna change the three yeah who are you changing then chris i'm changing dewey cox edith and darlene okay, okay. so dewey cox is pete davidson oh, oh. pete da- really yeah oh i think that would work really well pete davidson as dewey yes all right what else you got Huh. I mean, yeah, it would be probably a different... Uh, a very different, but a big stretch for him. You know, the tattoos kind of fuck it up. But like, it, it huh. could be done, I think. Okay. And again, the, the comedy aspect. He is a comedian. He, he knows how to deliver a punchline. And he's a funny-looking motherfucker. He is. He is funny-looking. Interesting. Carry on. So, I'm curious now what the hell else okay. they They probably would have made him Buddy Holly. In no, the, I was just going like, to say if, that. Yeah. With the big glasses. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. Uh, Edith, so his first wife, mm-hmm. uh, Jenny Slate. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and then Darlene Aubrey Plaza. All right. Oh sure. I think that would okay. be great for her. John, go ahead. All right. So uh, I think my Dewey is obvious. John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> because False. you love him so much. No, Danny McBride. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny McBride is my Dewey. Yeah. Uh, for Darlene, I did Anna Kendrick. Okay. Yeah. Because she's she can do the comedy and mm-hmm. she can do the singing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. That was. I'm gonna pause. One, no. one of the other titties, because yeah. there wasn't. It wasn't actually one of the titties, but it was just something else. So John C. Reilly actually sang and played guitar for almost all this. So yeah, he, that was actually him singing. It sounded yeah, it really sounded bad. like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for Sam, get out of here, dude. You don't, you don't want, want none, none of this. this. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. He would. Be oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, pa Cox. <laughs> Headed Brian Cranston. Yep. Mm-hmm. The wrong kid died. Wrong kid died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for Ma Cox, I did Francis McDormand. I know that. Thing. Is that uh, that's uh, Malcolm in the Middle of Mom, right? No, no. Oh, she's from Fargo. She's from. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Yanagida. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that mm-hmm. way I don't have to turn my head to look at you. Mm-hmm. Francis Academy Award winner Francis yes. McDormand. She's married to Joel or Ethan Cohen, maybe both. One of the Cohen <laughs> brothers. brothers. She's married to one of the Cohen brothers. Got it. I mean, it's a package deal, essentially. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. So that's that's it. I didn't yeah. I didn't do a Judith because honestly, when I was before I that's his first wife, the twelve year old Edith. Edith. Oh yeah. Oh Edith. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who the fuck is Judith? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I didn't do that mm-hmm. because it'd been so long since I saw it. I said whoever I recast. His wife is going to be Kristen Wiig, and then I was like rewatching. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Chris- it's actually Chris- Kristen Wiig." So she gets to keep her part. Oh, yep. thank God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Edith keeps her part. Good for her. Yeah, and that's an end scene. <laughs> I'm his twelve-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> I, I'm twelve, <laughs> and I'm fourteen. God. What do you got for us? Okay, so for Dewey, I have Joe Keery. All right. Steve from Steve, Stranger Things. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Like the hair. Yep. And okay, I feel fine. like yep. he could do it. I'd yep. pay money to see that. Yeah, That'd right? Be good. And then for Darlene, I hope I can say her name correctly, I have Anna de Arma. Ar- Anna Armas? 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 Armas. Yeah. She plays Martha in Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. You've never seen Knives Out? No, I haven't. Oh. I think we've talked about this oh, in yeah, previous yeah. episodes. You, 
You Still really would like her that movie. I mean, you, you haven't. Yeah, you need to watch that. Yeah, I will watch Kni- Knives Out when Glass you guys give me a like review 50, of Extraction. 50, but deal. All right. We'll talk okay. about that later. But yeah, like <laughs> Extract. Um, so I'm lost over here. The other so. night, Extraction Two is the number one movie on Netflix. Isn't that the one you, the, the Helmsworth brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's like I didn't know Extraction. Extraction One existed, yep. and most of the world didn't either because that was the number four movie on Netflix. So <laughs> no, because when Extraction One came out, Netflix was blasting that shit. It was number one for like ten weeks. It, uh, yeah, I finally watched it, and it is like playing a video game only you're not mashing square and triangle the entire time. So it's very entertaining, and you should watch it. Yeah, he really liked it. So I okay. did. So he'll watch Knives Out. Knives Out if we watch that. Yeah. Okay. Deal. You'll fucking hate it, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not I watching that. I don't think you will. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's my reboot. Should we do... FMK. FMK? That's the one? Yeah. FMK, and then you guys can guess my pick, and we can get out of this sweaty joint. Sweet. All right, I'll go first. Kay. I have nothing prepared to guess your pick. I completely forgot about that, because there's too many fucking people in this movie. Well, we, yeah, I know. There's a lot to choose from. Uh, <laughs> let, let me go first, then, and then I'll try to look right. up things while okay. you're... So, for F, yeah, uh, Pierced Eyebrow Girl... Eyebrow girl. So at the very end, when he's about to go on stage, two girls approach him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He fucked my grandma. Yeah. It yep. wasn't that one. It was the blonde. Oh, the friend. Okay, yeah. the friend. Pierce eyebrow girl. Okay. I'm yeah. Glad I, like I, I immediately placed her because. <laughs> right. Well, so one of the pierced eyebrow, one had a pierced lip. So it was literally yeah. pierced eyebrow girl, a pierced lip girl was yeah. the two that they're billed as. Only she has been other things. Yeah. Crowley. Anyways, uh, Mary Jenna Fisher. Yeah. If she's stuck by him through all this shit, she'll probably stick by me for anything. So. Uh, and then <laughs> I'm gonna kill Elvis in this movie because he was a fucking oh, he was terrible yeah. Elvis. And that he was did, that he, was Jack White from the White Stripes. I know, I know, but he did a great Elvis voice. He did. He Look, killed I it. I mean, Jack White looks nothing like Elvis. No, no not hey, at man. all. Karate chop. Karate. Only two people in the world know that. Karate. So. He did a great Elvis impersonation. Does not look anything like him. No. But yeah, that was a fun but, one. So yeah, right. I'm going to kill him. Only because I wanted to bring that up again. And All also right. too, because what a fucking asshole. All right. So I am going to fuck Edith. Kristen Wiig. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm marrying Darlene because, yeah, like I said, I like I started liking me some Pam Beasley during this movie. <laughs> um, and then I'm killing young Dewey because kid actors. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty terrible. He was bad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm... F was really difficult to yeah. pick in this. Really difficult. I actually switched it. So I had um, Jenna Fisher on there. Or what was her name? Edith? Yeah, Darlene. Darlene. I had Darlene. And then yep. I was like, eh. So, but then I picked uh, Craig Robinson. You yeah. know what? Bobby Shad. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. I love Craig Robinson. I do too. Yeah. He's I a, he's love great. Craig Robinson. I he's so good. Yeah. He was actually like the best part of the office for most of it. Especially when he was telling fucking Michael and him the hell in, up. He's probably the best singer in the entire movie probably, too. Probably, yeah. Yep. And him and... Um, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love him. So picked him. Uh, Mary, Paul McCartney. Jack Black. Jack go. Black. Yeah. Jack okay. Black. Because yeah. Right. yeah. options, I was limited. And then uh, kill. <laughs> he doesn't have a good track record with marriages. But... No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then so that I I wrote the FMK as I was watching the movie. Okay. So kill. I have uh, Jake Kasdan. The director. Director. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I have to actually pick somebody. Okay. Yeah. So I have uh, Dewey. Dewey. There yeah. you go. Obviously. Okay. Uh, so I put this up because uh, the other movie that I love Craig Robinson is, which mo- 
you probably haven't seen or you probably hate, but mm-hmm. he is amazing in Hot Tub Time Machine. I've seen Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love um, that movie. It's so I good. I saw it a long time ago. The song is from the ago. future, but since you've been good, yeah. you get it early. Great Rat Buffalo. Yeah. What are you guys saying? Great Buffalo. I was actually just talking about uh, him yesterday at work because uh, we were talking about Pineapple Express and mm-hmm. I was talking about the fact that I used to own a Daewoo Lanos. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, as soon as I got rid of that car, I was like, I'm never going to think about this car again. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden, out. Pineapple Express comes out. And Danny McBride, one of my faves of all time, mm-hmm. is rolling in a fucking Daewoo mm-hmm. Lanos. And I was like, they've got to point it out. Like, they have to mention the car or something. Otherwise, like, this is just going to, like, die no with me. Sense. Like, the yeah. fact that I own it. And then when he rolls into the burning barn and kills Craig Robinson and then shoots his foot off with a shotgun mm-hmm. and says, you just got killed by a Daewoo Lanos, motherfucker. Yeah. I almost stood up and applauded in the movie theater. <laughs> that's a great movie. Because I was just like, I used to own one of those. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. That was when I was a pizza delivery guy. Uh, like, that got me through some pizza deliveries. That's and a great pizza it, delivery car, yeah. And it got me through college. When, and then right before I moved, I was like, I need to get rid of this shit box. <laughs> when that movie came out. Yeah. And I think I still live with my parents. I'm like, that's, that's pretty old. But yeah, whatever. Anyway, I remember I made my mom watch the fight scene. Oh. In that movie. Yeah. Because it's the best fight that's scene fight ever. And, I, and, I know and my mom is like big on like, I don't like lots of swearing in movies and things like this. And that movie is just swearing oh, the entire yeah. thing. Yeah. And so I knew she would hate the movie, but I was like, you guys got to at least just watch this scene. And she was laughing so hard. Her whole face was beat red. She was crying. And she goes, that's just how your father and his brothers used to fight. <laughs> like when he spits on his face and then the one runs away. Like, just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Time out, time out. And she's like, that's just how they used to fight. Remember yes. when you ate a box of nerds out of a stripper's butthole? <sighs> yep. You promised you'd never tell. <laughs> that's great. Okay, I, I, have, right. I have one review. One review, and then you guys can guess. Okay. All right. Okay, so my one review uh, is from a year ago. I gave it one star. Said, I have seen funerals that were funnier than this movie. It is like someone shat in my eyes and ears for, for 90 minutes. To top it off, I didn't, I didn't even get to see Jenna Fisher's jubblies. <laughs> jubblies. <Yeah. laughs> 96 minutes, but other than that, it's very accurate. Yeah. 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 So that was the only one, and That's it, one it kind of made me laugh. What so. do you rate it? Half a star. Half a star. Half a star at best. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna give it. Even like, I'm gonna give it two stars based on all of the actors except for John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Like the comedy, the, there's good lines. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in it, star studded. It yeah. gave me a good grab bag. It sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going two stars. Sure. If, if Danny McBride was Dewey Cox, four and a half stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going three and a half stars. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. So. Okay. Okay. I think you're gonna pick. I think you're gonna pick Craig Robinson, and you're gonna go to Pineapple Express. Okay. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I, well, I gotta see what Chris. <laughs> p- oh, okay. Picks first. I mean, it's cemented. It's in stone. I've okay. told people at work already. Okay. Okay. The whole Craig Robinson thing kind of threw me, so I was going to probably guess that afterwards, but I'm going to go a little bit weirder. I'm going to go Jane Lynch and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm. That, was, that, was, that was close, too. Okay. Uh, I, I picked my movie, and we talked uh, in our Everly episode about our namesakes. Mm-hmm. I'm named after John Lennon, mm-hmm. who oh. is played by Paul Rudd in this movie. Role models? No. Oh. 
So that would be good too. Here's the thing: <laughs> everybody loves Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. You yeah. love Paul Rudd. He's you all right. Love Paul yeah. Rudd. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. He is America's sweetheart. He's Ant Man. He saved the fucking universe in the Marvel cinema- cinematic mm-hmm. universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about now how he doesn't age either. So there's that. Right. Yeah. And very few people that I ever talked to have seen the 2007 movie The Ten. Okay. So that's our pick. Okay. The Ten. The Ten. So it's ten. It's a, it's a religious movie. Oh, good. It's, it's my favorite. It's no, you're gonna love it, dude. It's ten short. It's the Ten Commandments told oh. with modern day stories, and it's Jessica Alba's opinion Wait, too. Most of the people who are in Reno Nine One One are in it. It's written Winona Ryder too. Jesus, yeah, it's star studded. I think I've seen this. Okay, well, Adam you're, Brody, you're gonna John s- Hamm. You're gonna see it again. It's called The Ten. It's available for rent on Prime. It's available to purchase on Voodoo. Tell you what. Oh, maybe not. The difference in price, I believe, is like $4. So if you're a a loyal listener, just buy the goddamn thing. And if you don't get some solid laugh out louds, you can email the show at yarealgood at (laughs) gmail.com, and I will buy you a stick of your favorite deodorant. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, I just bought deodorant today. It's a lot more than $4, by the way. I I will contribute $4 (laughs) to a stick of deodorant. Your choice. That's an old commercial reference that some of our older listeners will get. Try it. If you don't like it, we'll buy you a stick of yours. Oh, I feel like maybe I've just heard you say that too many times. That's probably what it is. I'll say that to people at work a lot. Like, If you don't like this, I'll buy you a stick of your favorite deodorant. And they're like, what in the fuck is going on in your brain? (laughs) So anyway, the 10... Uh, Paul, there's a ton of people in it. 2007. But, yeah, I mean, you're looking for Ten Commandments movies. Make sure it's the 2007 movie with Paul Rudd in it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. And uh, that is a great movie. We will be covering that one next Tuesday. And you will laugh. It's funny. It's not a parody. So you got that going for you. (laughs) It is is satire. It is satire, but it's not a parody. It's not a parody of anything. That's Uh, true, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, yeah. If you like what you heard, email the show, yarealgood at gmail.com. You mm-hmm. can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you feel like it. Uh, we are on YouTube if you want, just want to have us on your computer screen in the background mm-hmm. with your headphones on, pretending to be doing your IT work mm-hmm. or whatever you happen to be doing. Yeah, whatever. If you got a suggestion, if you listened to the Everly episode last week and you have a suggestion for a movie, feel free to shoot that our way, too. We'll do our best. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't want to forget my friend Bo, my good friend Bo. Mm-hmm. He's our listener in uh, Florida right mm-hmm. now. He messaged me the other day. He's the been only ca- one. We yep. want more listeners. From we Florida. want more listeners in Florida. Out. So number one, Bo, uh, you know, share the links. Uh, but he messaged me when we were talking about mispronouncing uh, Penelope from the Club Dread episode. <laughs> All right, so this is a few yep. weeks ago. Yep. And I was talking about how me and my dad call Parmesan cheese Parmesan, Parmesan cheese because mm-hmm. of the asshole in the grocery store. Uh, there was a time in high school. It was our economics class, I believe. And we were in there, and we had a test, and one of the questions was obvious to everybody that the it was describe the process of blah blah blah, mm-hmm. but it didn't say process; it said process. And a kid <laughs> in our class said, raised his hand and said, "What's process?" And we fucking <laughs> lost our shit. Everybody laughed, and for the next three years this kid's name was Porces. so <laughs> no. Bo messaged me the other day and he's like 
I can't believe when you were talking about purpose, purposely mispronouncing names, you didn't bring up process because I will, I'll say that at work too, when I'm yeah. talking about oh, the sales no. process <laughs> or the process of like setting something up and people probably look at me like, who is this fucking guy and why is he saying process? <laughs> so then I, I was like, I will bring it up. I promise. Yes. So I'm glad I remembered. <laughs> and then I asked him, what was process's name? <laughs> because I only knew him as process for three years. And he's like, I think his first name was Josh. But it's just process. But Amazing. I'm not sure. So I'm sorry. And I could go through a yearbook and look, but I, would have, I wouldn't remember. He was just process. <laughs> so process, if you're listening, email the show. Yeah, real good at gmail.com. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send you a, a free sticker. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But with that, yeah, listen or watch the 10. Uh, it's, and then come back. It, yeah, buy it. It's an easy process. Uh, you just go online and click purchase. <laughs> My, thank you for listening to Yeah, Real Good. My name is John. I'm Ellen. I'm Chris. And we will talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real good. Okay. Bye. <laughs>